0: You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. All right, Lauren, I feel like we might be too legit, too legit to <laughs> quit. Hey, hey, too yeah. legit. How about that?
1: There's going to be so many references in this, I feel like, because this is a topic I feel like you and I talk about a lot, or we talk about nostalgic things in our life a lot. So this is going to be a fun episode because we're talking about nostalgia marketing tactics.
0: (laughs) I love this. Anytime I can add anything nostalgic in my life. Uh I'm up for it. So. Yeah, you totally are.
1: Um, you should maybe be a historian in your in your next realm of work, um, or maybe a scrapbooker. That would be fun for you.
0: I could be a scrapbooker <laughs> if you could. I mean, only Lauren can see the background here, but basically I have every homage to anything historical that I love in the background. So it's it all works. So that's cool. Well. So we're going to talk about using nostalgia to connect with consumers in marketing, correct? Yes.
1: And I'm sure that everyone has seen a lot of these examples, especially in the past three, four, five years, maybe. Um, because, But right now it's super hot. And that's because this style or this marketing tactic really appeals to millennials and Gen Z specifically, And so you see a lot of it in memes and just like different things that, you know, you know, you were a nineties kid if, and like lists and fun, like buzzfeed stories, but you also see it in mainstream marketing. You just may not be realizing it. Um, So I'm just going to give like a really quick definition, but basically nostalgia marketing is tapping into positive concepts and familiar things from decades past or years past um, that built trust for new ideas and reinvigorate to reinvigorate modern campaigns. So you're tapping into that side of like memories and, Oh, I remember this as a kid or I used to love this. And you're using that to build that brand trust with a consumer of today. So I thought we might share a few like fun examples and then some tips that I think anyone could use to maybe implement this in their own business. And this would be so fun. So I would love to do a campaign like this right now.
0: <laughs> I'm loving this. Yes. I'm same way. I'm like, I'm blowing my mind how to like do retros. Yeah, exactly. So cool.
1: So I don't know. Do you have a favorite like that you've seen lately or in the past couple of years, like any fun campaigns or like products or whatever like that you can think of?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of things. First of all, um, you know, you mentioned and we've read a couple of things about how this really focused on Gen Z's and millennials, which Mm -hmm. is true, but... You know, I can hearken back to a time when like Volkswagen came out with the new Beetle and they used uh, some, uh, the new Beetle Volkswagen and they used some Beetle. All you need is love under tracks. In other words, they were targeting boomers. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, everything new under the sun is old again kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. this has been happening for a very long time. I will tell you right now, one of my favorites that I kind of live in or see a little bit is cereal. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but if you've not seen a lot yeah, of the like you're so right. yeah. 70s, 80s cereals are coming back on the shelf. Now mm-hmm. they're about a hundred dollars a box. I everything is. I mean, I went to pick up some oatmeal and I was like, five dollars for oatmeal. I'm not sure I can, you know, choke yeah. that out. But anyway, uh but those are my, right now, um, kind of the favorite product is uh, kind of the cereal and just the reemergence of that. As far as like a marketing campaign or advertising campaign, all I can really think of is uh, kind of the automobile sector and the fact that they're using kind of the the retro feel, the retro music. But they're doing these like, uh, I don't know, if, do you call them remixes or re-records where they're like old um you know, they'll play like flock of seagulls or something, but they'll have someone remix it and then you know they do an electric vehicle on it. I'm sure yeah, to think. Yeah. I have uh and I, I can
1: there was a really good one and it showed like the graphic or the video image was transitioning for the old from the old vehicle to the mm-hmm, new one, but I can't mm-hmm. remember what brand it was right now, but it was really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just I that's what I really dig, I think are those kind of um pulling back and um I mean I know that doesn't sound very specific, but I just feel like retro is really in right now and a lot of people are just utilizing it in general. How about you? Yeah, what I are agree. your thoughts?
1: No, a lot of it is like products, like you mentioned cereal. You see it a lot in um like soft drinks. Like one for me that was fun was Surge because it brought back memories of uh my friends and I in you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade drinking Surge and thinking we were so cool, you know. <laughs>
0: like Yeah.
1: Um And the branding on it is super fun and it just takes you back because it does, it evokes that emotional attachment and it brings up those like good feelings and, you know, memories. It's just an emotional thing, um, which is exactly what nostalgia marketing is. So it totally worked on me, but, Mm -hmm. um, that connection, you know, it automatically for me, it was like, oh, I have to have one Mm -hmm. and yeah, sure. surge was fine, but it's also funny, like tasting something now compared to then, like when you're a kid, I'm sure it's the same with like the cereal too. Like, Oh my God, I'm just eating a spoon of sugar right now. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's just funny to think about, Oh, I used to love this. Did I like it just because like so-and-so said it was cool or did I really like the way it tasted then? You know, it's just funny to think about those things too. But, um, the other thing that like, for me that I think about is like television shows. And, you know, like when a TV show comes back where they're like, Oh, we're going to stream this whole series, you know, friends, whatever,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on
1: Netflix or whatever it is. um You know, a lot of people, you know, there's dedicated bands for those shows out there. And that does the same thing. Like you sit down to watch the show and you're like, Oh, I remember watching this in my college dorm room or whatever. Um, and it's kind of like a sense of like comfort or security. Like, mm. it's like you don't have that anxiety of what's going to happen. You already know what's happening with Ross and Rachel because you've seen it a hundred times, you right. know. But I think part of it for me is that too, is like it gives you a little bit of like a sense of comfort to like a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, as far as like a fun campaign, I think you and I have talked about this, but remember Crystal Pepsi? I mean, it's another soft drink, but you know, Mm -hmm. we laughed about that when they tried to bring it back. Um, a campaign that I did think I I see a lot or I saw a lot of chatter about it being like, I don't know, really good. But I did not think as far as the ad campaign marketing campaign went, but was when they brought back the mini Nintendo that like looked like the old Nintendo. Um Yeah, they did that with the Atari,
0: too. I think you actually gave me one. I've got it. But yeah, it's not the same. And it's
1: like the branding on it and stuff, like they tried to make it look the same, but it just isn't. And maybe it's because we're now like so used to like higher quality graphics and stuff. I don't know that it's just not as fun. But Mm -hmm. um, trying to show that to like a younger kid who did not identify with it before, I just don't really think it resonates. They just don't get it. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and I think that Nintendo is really trying to just obviously sell products, but um, trying to make it popular with the younger demographic, and that does not work for this type of nostalgia campaign. They had no identification with it before, so it's not going to be appealing to them now. It's appealing to their parent, you know, or grandparent.
0: Yeah, which is so, great. That's a really important distinction when you yeah. are doing this. I mean, let's kind of get to the science of the of the whole thing here a little bit, other than just waxing poetic about our right. childhood. <laughs> I mean the reality is you still have to know who your audience is. So um and I two of them just popped in my head so I'll I'll write those down real yeah. quick but uh you have to know who your audience is. So for exactly. instance like you said if you're trying to connect or show a product that was hot in the 70s, 80s or 90s but you're trying to connect with someone that's, you know, 10 years old now, they have no clue, they have exactly. no reference point. So it would be like me saying like, "Hey Lauren, you remember that one time we were on Mars?" No, you no. you were yeah, never there exactly. with me. I was the only <laughs> yeah. one on Mars, right? So yeah. um that's uh, that's key. You you brought up a couple of there. I will tell you there's um Pizza Hut right now is doing a little bit of the retro that I do enjoy, and you mm-hmm. may not even remember this. I mean, this is the to my last point but a lot of the pizza hut commercials i don't know if you've noticed or not but they're doing the detroit uh style pizza yeah. blah, blah blah but they're doing them they're setting the, the spokesperson up in like an old school pizza yes,
1: hut i totally remember those were the days yeah. yeah
0: and so you know you'd go in and you thought it was so fancy because there was like a red candle <laughs> yeah. and there was like plastic <laughs> fancy. type of you know red checker you know uh tablecloth and stuff so yeah. uh that that's one now i'm like oh yeah that's a good one and then the other one and I don't know if you've actually right now, I mean, you know, this Monday, December 12th, you know, about a week ago or so, Google was running a retro campaign. If you went to Google.com, their little um inset was a guy named Jerry Lawson, who was turned 82 back at the beginning of the month. But he was one of the first video game designers to design on that retro, um, you know, console. And so oh, that's cool. not to, you know, kind of, but like somebody once again that's like 10 years old that's using google or you know even 15 or 20 they probably have no clue but the games he designed basically you know broke open from just the pixel games to like oh pitfall and some of those more adventure games that Mm -hmm. you can you know go laterally on and it's just fun you can actually play your his game and you can uh Edit yeah, the game. Those are, that that's a good game?
1: example. The Google Doodle is a really good example because it's always historic or sometimes it has to do with a holiday or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: that it, And it can be educational because you can click on it and it tells you things or there's an interactive, like you said, that's a really good example of a nostalgia campaign too. Whew, you
0: know? Nailed it. Good nailed job. it. Thank yes, you. Yes. The
1: Pizza Hut, I forgot they've been running a ton of commercials. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's interesting though, because it spans both of our generations. So that's a pretty, I mean, we're not that far apart, but, you know, that's a pretty wide gap to appeal to because, you know, when I was a kid, that was, that was the pizza hut that I went into. And then you Mm -hmm. were, you know, a teen probably, Um, and that, so that works for a a wide, you know, age group. So that's really smart, but yeah, those are funny. It's funny looking back at that now, but that your point is, you know, spot on, which is know your audience and know what they do identify with and don't, what their frame of reference, what they're familiar with before you embark on this journey. So While it may be fun, make sure it works for the audience you want to appeal to. And kind of in that other, you know, really important parts of this, if you're looking into it, um, you know, tap into your brand history if possible. Um, Tony kind of mentioned like with VW, you know, they're showing the old version of the vehicle with the new and the transition between and like the music popular then and now. but. And that's a really good example. But think of ways that you can throw in little bits of history so that if maybe someone is not familiar, um, they can identify and kind of learn, or it will invoke the, oh yeah, now I remember that.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And
1: what you're doing, you're you're still building brand trust there, and you're appealing to those emotions. But if you can tell kind of the whole story, do so. Um, And then you're basically just Pairing this nostalgia with new tactics. So, you know, as far as Pizza Hut goes or VW, you know, in the first part of that, there was no social media. So now Uh you're taking the nostalgia and you're basically, you know, just using a new tactic to tell the story that's, you know, more spreading to the masses. But find your good inspiration, know your audience. And then make sure you tell the whole story. And you know what? The other thing that I just kind of thought about, details are important and people remember things. So make sure you have your history correct. Or if you're bringing back a product or something and you want it to be the same, by golly, it better be the same or people are going to call you out for it. Yeah, Yeah, they are. (laughs) Well, we used to make this pie and we're going to bring it back. Well, that pie better be the exact same recipe that it used to be, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So really think that through on the execution because those details really matter.
0: Yeah, which is tough. I mean, that's, a that is such a good point now that you bring that up. I mean, like, You can't just, you know, bring in die number seventy-five like you used to in nineteen (laughs) sixty-three. I mean, that's it's it's a different world for sure. So
1: and if it is going to be the nostalgic, you know, widget, whatever, if it is a product. And with a modern upgrade, just say that because you don't want people thinking, you know, I am getting the exact whatever from mm-hmm. 1907 and, you know, it comes around in 2024 and it is completely different. So, yep. you know, just be very clear with what's going on because you don't want this to backfire because there's a lot of opportunity here and it does not have to be for a product, you know, it could be like a fun little um, promotion that's like you know, and you see these that's like you know, we're bringing back prices from the 2000s today, or you know, we're making retro, um, you know, arts and crafts day. Like it doesn't have to be a major product; it could be a small spin or a series of small things um, yeah. to get that nostalgia factor. So
0: that's right; that's totally right. Um, and if you kind of going back to the science again a little bit, you know, I, and we've been pulling a little bit from this, but PR Daily mentioned that post-COVID, you know, the mentions of nostalgic keywords keywords rose from 13 million to 24.4 million, which is an increase of, you know, almost 90%, like 88%. So like, you know, yeah. it's out there in the universe. So use that tool, you know, tap people's minds. We, they want to be, you know, reminded of better times, like, yeah. The term. So it's, I
1: agree. I think that that really just kind of reset everyone and gave a lot of perspective and I think everyone's digging for that like happy moment or memories or good feelings from the past, you know, it's just because there's just a lot going on right now. So Yeah, that's right. I think that's it's a good great. opportunity.
0: Yeah. So. Cool. Well, um there's no Kasparina, no crystals anymore, so <laughs> I mean Shaky's is gone. I mean, it's just
1: to think of somewhere <sighs>
0: else to go for lunch today yeah dang it that's county, line, county line mm, <laughs> county line barbecue dang it i'm gonna it's, go to texas all all the good places are just g-o-n-e so mm-hmm. it's. i wish back in the day they had barbecue like i remember it yep, yep. that's how that works so exactly oh my gosh all right well do we know what we're going to chat about next week lauren
1: um, not yet, but we are working on an episode that's going to be our 2023 predictions, like marketing predictions dun, dun, dun. Um, and trends. So that will be coming soon. And I always love those episodes. It's it's very interesting and we get to have some fun with it. So,
0: My first prediction, I believe we're going to have fun and it's going to be informative.
1: <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I will wrap it up like a big fat bow, because I'm Tony Van,
1: And I'm Lauren Doherty.
0: Chat with you next week. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.